Hey ladies and gents and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry, episode 144. As always, I'm joined by Jordan. Avengers! And Dom. Assemble! I was, I was hoping Dom was going to say assemble, but we can't. I purposefully that. waited until you started talking <laughs> yeah. again. Just mm, got me, trolled me. Uh, and uh-huh. Dom. Uh, you know, I. you cheated not only the game, but you cheated yourself. Oh, it's a God. shame you don't know the difference. I forgot the rest of it. <laughs> the whole diatribe, I, <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, I just had to make fun of that guy for a second. And first time guest, Joseph, Mo- is Moran how you pronounce your last name? Yeah, you can just call me Bad Bit. It's fine. Bad Bit. Mm. Joining us, Bad Bit, for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, what's up? <laughs> uh, yeah, first time guest, um, previous guest of the show, Alex Van Aken of OK Beast, kind of said that I was looking for some other people to bring on because... You know, they, they get busy with stuff, we get busy with stuff, but I always like to bring on new guests, and he said... And none oh, of those people Joseph. answered, so... Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> Joseph's a really cool shoes. guy, he runs his own PlayStation-centric podcast, The Trophy Room, uh, and he'd Ooh, probably want to come like on, and he's a, he's a good guest to have, so got in contact, you were able to... We had some issues for a while with scheduling, it happens, but we were finally able to get you on. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited to be on. So you're new to the show. No one's ever heard you before. So can you give a quick little, what's your favorite game of all time? And what was your first game that you ever played? I love this. Okay. So real talk guys. First off. Hi everybody. My name is Mr. Badbit. I run the trophy room, a podcast made by the players for the players that run the bad big games on YouTube. Um, And I'm a piece of shit. No, <laughs> my favorite game of all time. I know it just came out, so I can't definitely love it so much. But uh, it's definitely God of War. Uh, last oh, year, it was. It's perfect. It, man, the game is perfect. Uh, uh, when it comes to like, you say God of War two so or God much, of War three? Losing it, dude. He's he's losing it. <laughs> uh, but when it comes to like other games that I love so much, obviously we got Bloodborne. And then mm. Last of Us is a very close second. I love The Last of Us mm. so freaking much. But when it comes to the first game I've ever played, guess what? I watched a lot of my brother play like NES games. So like there are games that I played back <coughs> in the day, like like Back to the Future, Rocketeer. Oh my god. Games. Mm. But the first game I remember beating is uh Super Mario World, which is the best Mario. Ooh. Not even close. Not even Ooh, close. Nice. It's, it it's a too, it's your your list of like the three games you mentioned are like the Dom buffet. Those are like Bloodborne, Dom, and Jordan. Uh, I've haven't played Bloodborne yet. Uh, God of War, and then yeah. what was your last one? Uh, yeah, God of War, Last of Us, Bloodborne. Yeah, I mean I like all those games too. I haven't played Bloodborne, but I've obviously I'm a huge I'm a huge From guy. So oh. once I get to it, I know I'll love it. I've played every other game except for Demon Souls and Bloodborne, but. Yeah, those are like three of Dom's. I think if you listed some of your favorite games, those would be up there, right, Dom? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's funny, though, because you literally said God of War is perfect, and that's something I feel like I've definitely said before. That, that <laughs> We love to say, like, no game is perfect, but I actually kind of agree that at least within, you know, reasonable rounding up, that yeah. game is perfect. <laughs> there's, like, seriously, like, yeah, maybe there's a glitch here or there. I haven't seen one, but, like, when it comes to, like, story, pacing, characters... There's nothing that feels better than the Le- uh, the Le- the act. Leviathan axe. Leviathan axe. <laughs> yeah. And also, just to let you everybody know, I'm surviving finals week right now. I have Ooh. my capstone, my thesis. 
uh, pros- uh, student. Uh, what you call it? Yeah, yeah. And and I passed it like with flying colors. I had to like do this whole presentation. So like I mentally just. I've checked out. Yeah, you're nice. good. <laughs> but I'm checked back in because I like this podcast and I want to be I want to be good. You know? Um, so that's I guess that's the the brief introduction for Joseph, aka Bad Bit. Um, let's hop into what we've been playing. Dom, you want to shoot first? Yeah, dude, just Sekiro because it's it's the best game of the year so far. I'm just gonna put that out there. Um, I'm like into Jared. I'm into Fountainhead Palace, so I'm oh shit, you know. Final, There's final a area for every occasion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a statue for everything. Yeah, nice. I get a little nice. Sekiro guy. Out okay, of okay, wait, hold on. I gotta see the Bloodborne Hunter against the Wolf from Sekiro. Ooh, who wins that fight? I, I gotta actually, see. I do think it's a uh, Sekiro uh, ghost, right? Or no, it was Wolf, right? Wolf, wolf yeah. Yeah. Oh, look how cool that looks! Yeah, it's oh, it's sweet. like That's... Smash Bros. It looks like they're getting ready for a match, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> it's like a Chills. showdown. New Bonds. challenger approaches. That'd be a dope fighting game. A from game with all their... Oh, so oh God. Yeah. And, like, yeah, the dude. bosses. You could play as the bosses that you've already beat. God. Some of those... I don't Aren't know. Some of those would manage, though. Yeah. It's Take like just one hit, you're dead. That's all the game is. I'm sorry. I derailed <laughs> yeah. this, and I promise I wouldn't. No, uh, it's good. So, that's that's all I've been playing. Like, I've just been even deeper than when I talked about it last week. It's... I'm. Mm. I've started the process uh, of save scumming because I'm getting this platinum, but I'm doing it without playing through the game four separate times because wow. fuck that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I'm balls deep. I've nice. talked about it so much already, so I'll just stop there. Yeah, I, funny enough, haven't, I guess I'll go next. I didn't have a whole lot of time to play Sekiro, but the time I did have, I was able to chip away at Katana Zero. I beat that. Mm. Uh, there's a secret ending. I haven't gotten it yet. Uh, I think you get it through like certain dialogue choices. But, God, we've talked about it, Jordan, how this game is, like, not afraid to go there in terms of character dialogue and just actions that take place. The end of this game, uh, for lack of a better term, is effed up. Like, it's it's crazy. Uh, the just, whole fucking game is effed up, Jared. It's a the, real fucked up game. The end gets real dark. Uh, oh, I, that's the thing is... It might not surprise me as much because I'm getting those vibes with every step where I'm just like, this is not going to end well. This is going to be really fucked up wherever it ends. So I'm expecting it. Yeah. Um, overall, I really enjoyed it. I don't think it's nearly as like solid of like a quote-unquote masterpiece as Celeste was last year. Um, sure. I still think it's a very good game. The music obviously is top-notch. I really hope it takes home some awards at the end of the year because I think its music is impeccable. Um Towards the end of the game, though, I do think it does struggle a little bit from the issues we talked about last week where the whole point of the game is for it not to have checkpoints and for you to learn through playing these levels and trial and error. But some of these yeah. levels are set up in a way where it does get a little frustrating because they are so yeah. long and a lot of it just has to do with you not seeing somebody out of like out of the screen, right? And it feels kind of cheap yeah. at some points. Um but those moments and a don't lot take... of times you're having to be like, like pinpoint accuracy, like hit this guy, then this guy, then this guy, and do slow mo like right at this time. You have to combine all the different aspects to do like a like a it's like an algorithm or a football play, something like that, you know? Yeah, and obviously this whole game is based on time manipulation. And one of the things I will say is uh, the bosses you fight in this game, at least towards the end of the game, they reference you dying and rewinding time when you fail and it's really cool and really meta 
Um, mm. For some of the boss fights, it actually affects how they interact with you, and for others, it's just dialogue that you're that they're mentioning. Well, you're just you're not actually doing those things when you die, technically, right? You're like you're thinking it through of like how not to go through the level. Isn't that the the, well, canon it, thing. the way, yeah, the way they explain it through the levels is like it's like video cam footage, right? And then you're planning it, and then right. you actually go through it. As the game progresses, when you're fighting the bosses, it tends, it tends to feel more like rewinding time than it is that. Mm. When you're specifically uh, fighting okay. these these, th without spoiling stuff, these specific bosses. Sure, um, sure, sure. Yeah, there's there's some post credit scenes, Marvel style in this game that are really surprising. Nice. And really answer a couple of the mysteries of the game, but I've been waiting on this game for two years. It definitely met my expectations, which is a hard thing this year, apparently, for games to meet expectations. With you know the likes of Anthem and I feel like it's been longer than two years, Jared. I think it's been about two years since I first talked about it. Maybe a oh, year and long like, time ago. Yeah, it's it's been a while. Yeah, I remember. Because I thought you made that video about it like right after they talked about it. They came on kind of funny and talked about it, right? Uh, as we're talking about this, I'm going to look real quick. I'm going to do a Google search and see when, when I feel I like that it video. could be like three or four years, to be honest. Yeah, oh, you're time. saying longer. Because that's the joke I've been making. Okay, that's I thought you were saying I've shorter. Been <laughs> so I, I, I said, are you sure it's only been two years? Yeah, I, I was... I was I, I thought you were saying that it it was a shorter time frame, not a longer time frame. I think you're correct. Yeah. I think it is no, longer. You've been than on years. this game forever, dude. That's that's the joke I've been making so, recently. Is like, where's Katana Zero and where's um, what's the other game? Fucking, uh, it's another Switch game. Below. No. Mm, well, everyone's been. Hollow Knight was question. a Hollow Knight. No. Hollow Knight. There you go. Hollow Knight on Switch. Where's Hollow Knight on Switch, Jared? Huh? And it finally came so you true. Can stop. You don't have to answer the questions anymore. You yeah. can rest. You can rest, so, Jared. So, looking at our YouTube video, uh, I uploaded that bad boy on May 10th, 2016. There we go. <laughs> Three years. It's been a yeah. while, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Finally came out. Oh, my goodness. It met my expectations. I'm thankful for it. I want to see what the... Because there's enough lore in this game that he, that he could definitely build on it. Uh, Justin, the developer from ASCIIsoft, one guy. Obviously, somebody else did the music. But I really hope we see a jump from uh, Limbo to Inside like we did with Playdead. Um, I do think there's a lot of stuff mechanically in place that is really good. I think it just needs a little bit more time and honestly just like quality assurance. It tweaks some things. But mm. yeah, I absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, real quick. He needs more time. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. I hope he's able with the success of Katana Zero because I think it sold really well. I hope he's able sure. to bring on some other people and have a, a, a little bit larger of a studio and not have as much stress on himself. You know, making a game by yourself must be very daunting. Dude, whenever I hear stories about that, I'm like, first of all, that person's got to be crazy. Second of yeah. all, <laughs> that sounds like an actual living nightmare. Well, I mean, even the Moldenhauer Studio MDHR for Cuphead, yeah. four people working on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's, and they're all insane. family. So, like, yeah. you know. That's what MDHR stands for. Yep, Moldenhauer. Yeah. Oh, did not realize. Um, it's like when they have, like, a like an argument, they're like, I'm going to go tell mom. They're like, you fucking better not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. Well, I'm thinking about the one game, the guy that's doing a game by himself, and he's like, eventually, he starts, like, getting mad at himself. He's like, well, you were supposed to get this part ready. Well, what's happening? <laughs> with the UI, bro! <laughs> well, the crazy thing is we actually are, wait, are waiting the release date for another single 
a person developed game Tunic, the Fox Isometric game. Ugh. That's kind oh, of Zelda. God game. damn. Yeah, it's developed by one person. I think so he's good. from Norway. Hopefully, we get a date at E3 this year. Um, yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention, let's see how well Jordan and Dom know me. Joseph, this is your first time being on the podcast, so yeah. I doubt you'll know this. But <laughs> Jordan and Dom, what's the one shooter I've talked about the most that dis- that's full of disdain and I really dislike it? Dislike a specific a shooter. Fortnite? Exactly, okay. Ah. What's one of my most beloved forms of entertainment that recently had the culmination of 11 years take place? Ah, of course, of course. I played Fortnite, which I the very Marvel much Cinematic dislike, Universe? solely for the endgame event. Um, yeah. Did for you the ex- enjoy it? Because I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I have enjoyed it. So that's the thing is that with the Thanos event last year, I was like, I'll get to it eventually. It'll probably come back. It never came back. Um which I just wanted to play to experience it because it's just really cool to be able to play Thanos, Square Enix yeah. or is that Avengers game? Um, it's never coming out, man. I think we'll get. We'll, I think we'll get an announcement this year, hopefully. Oh, uh, re-announcement. Um, but yeah, so Jordan and Dom, I don't know if you're familiar with the event, but essentially it's a specific game mode where it's Thanos and the Chitari on one side of the team, and on the other side is. Uh, the Avengers, essentially, right? So if you're on the good side, yeah. you have the ability to get four different items. One being Cap Shield, one being Iron Man's Gauntlets, one being Thor's Hammer, Stormbreaker, and one being Hawkeye's Arrow, or Bone Arrow. Um, and you find these items, and you can have more than one at a time, as long as you find them. There's like a treasure map you get, and it points you in the direction of the items. And they all do different things. So... Uh, Stormbreaker, you can throw it at people and attack them. It's kind of like a homing missile, and it comes back to you. Um, it's like a God of War axe. Just exactly, the, like Vlyth- that, yeah. the Vlythan axe, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cap's shield does the same thing, but it can hit multiple targets. So if there's, like, two guys in front of you and you throw it, it'll dink off one and hit the other one and come back to you. Um, from what I've read, too, apparently holding the shield out gives you a slight speed boost. I don't know okay. how hmm. true that is, but, it, yeah, that's what people were saying. Yeah. Um, the gauntlets are for mo- for mobility. They let you move and hover, kind of like a jetpack. Uh, they also attack too. Um, they're very favorable towards people who aren't very good with guns in a in a positive way because a lot of them are auto aim or auto uh, detect enemy. So it's just like about throwing it out and having a good time of using the item. Uh, and then Hawkeye's arrow is you have uh, grapple arrows and you have uh, like bomb arrows. Um, and obviously use one for traversal and use the other one for attacking. And essentially the whole point of the game is the Avengers side is trying to stop the enemy team from gathering all six stones that spawn on the map. One of them is Thanos. It's whoever grabs the stone first. And then after that, it's whoever grabs the, uh, the following stones. And once they all have all six stones, they just have to, I think it's, they just have to kill everybody. Right, Joseph? Yeah. 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 Once they collect all the stones, yeah, they get to kill everybody. And yeah, the Avengers team is trying to stop that and drain the uh, the enemy's forces. What are the Jakari forces, right? Is it yeah the respawn Chitauri. life pool because each Chitauri each one has like a hundred a hundred respawns. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, they also had skins on sale. There's a Black Widow skin and a Star Lord yeah. skin. Did I buy uh, both of them? Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really cool. It didn't really involve shooting guns, so I was fine playing Fortnite. Um, but I didn't want to miss out on the event, and I don't regret it. As much as I don't like Fortnite, it was still a fun, enjoyable time. And uh, 
it's just like we don't have a lot of Marvel games really. Uh, you know, we have all these great Batman games. We have Marvel versus uh, Marvel versus well, Marvel Ultimate you got Alliance. A PlayStation out. man, you'd be playing zip zipping all oh, through I, the city as Spider Man. I own a PS4. I bought one for Spider Man last year. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you, Jared, have you played anything else on your PS4? Uh, well, I played Spider Man and God of War. Um, right. And I own a couple of games already for it that I bought a long time ago. I don't remember what it was. It was on a sale, on a flash sale. I don't remember what. So I think Spidey, I think I have until <laughs> Spidey Dawn. and God of War Machine is what that is. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I'm gonna eventually play Persona Five once that collection comes out. Royale, mm-hmm. Royal. I don't know. I keep okay. saying Royale. Um, but yeah, it's it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't play too many matches. I think like maybe six or seven. I played like five as Avengers and two as Chitari. The cool thing with Fortnite is there's no penalty for quitting early, so if you get in a match and you don't want to be on that side, you can just dip yeah, out and get, get to another one. a lot. Exactly. A real big piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty, pretty much it for me in terms of games. Uh, obviously, watch Game of Thrones. I don't want to talk about for people because of spoilies, but I enjoyed it. I uh, had some issues with a uh, well, couple of the... Guys, <laughs> it was great having Jared on the show, but I yep. think... Uh, yeah, I, 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 Jared, you know, I, I, I know that I like to say, you know, it's it's great to have you here on the show, but I, I just don't think it is anymore. I'm sorry. Because I said spoilies. Okay, spoilies. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I decided to die on Jordan. I'm sorry. You um, fired. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, can't think of anything else. Oh, I finished season two of The Punisher. It was okay. Not as good as the oh. first season. Very slow. Um, it's one I of those. No, there's two seasons. It's one of those Netflix shows. If it was cut down to ten episodes, would have been great. Thirteen, just mm-hmm. a little too long. Um, it's gonna suck not seeing John Bernthal as the Punisher anymore. Frank Castle, he's just a perfect casting. Hope he returns in, on Disney Plus, but it's probably not gonna happen. The thing is, is like, this is not. Uh, what's his name? Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, something like yeah. that. You know, like these guys are in the MCU. Whether Kevin Feige likes it or not, or whoever up there <laughs> likes it or not, it's like these guys are part of the MCU. So if they bring Daredevil or Punisher back on Disney Plus, and it's not Charlie Cox or John Bernthal, I'll riot. That's gonna be fucked up. I think. Uh, yeah, let's go, dude. dude Honestly, I think I'll... them two and Vincent D'Onofrio are the ones that have the strongest chance of staying. I think everyone else, yeah. Disney's probably kind of cool with recasting. Um, I'll punch a baby. I'll do it. <laughs> just give me a baby, I'll punch it. If, yeah, if, you could do a thing Charlie Cox where like Daredevil, you know? yeah, they kind of do like um, you know when comic book heroes get a new suit or something. Yeah, they put a new writer on the on the book, so it's like a new arc. Basically, you you can kind of like uh, make it a little special, like them returning to the character type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cool, the best news about Disney Plus is that they said all the all of the series will be between six and eight episodes. So that's great. Mm. There we Not go. The about thirteen season episode, thirteen episode seasons. Dude, uh, give pretty... me the Mandalorian. Can we just stop oh, this podcast? Talk yes. about the Mandalorian. I said last week I need Mandalorian to be good, man. Dude, it, dude, it looks dope. I mean, did Joseph watch the leaked trailer that like has the phone like like this <laughs> <laughs> filming it? Yes. Did Joseph love everything he saw? Absolutely, he did. My dream oh, is my that Mandalorian's God. great, Fallen Order's great, and Episode Nine is great. That'd be the perfect. <coughs> Three for three. Who knows? Um, that's pretty much Jared, it for me. Why did you do that to me just now? <laughs> why did you get my hopes up like that? Uh, There's no way that they're going to sweep like that. I think at least two of the three will be good. 
Which two? Yeah, I, I have high hopes, highest hopes for Mandalorian and Fallen Order. Yeah. Oh, I have the highest hopes for um, for Rise of Skywalker and Mandalorian looks dope. So I'm gonna, I am. I, at least we got JJ back. You know. Exactly, yeah. dude. Like, God, you know what? Let's continue. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, so that's that's it for everything I took in in terms of entertainment. Yeah. I was gonna possibly jump into Elder Scrolls Blades, but. I decided not to. Not for any bad reason. I just didn't get around to it. I might oh, next week. Yeah. I played it. I forgot. Yeah. It's shit. You don't like it? <laughs> no, I, mean, I like that, man. I like that. <laughs> it's not... Okay, that was that was harsh. It's it's what you think it is. It's, yeah. Basically. It's, it's trash. Yeah. It's trash. Yeah. The yeah. mobile game through and through. Uh, yeah. We'll have you go last, Joseph, since you're the guest. So, Jordan, okay. what have you been playing? Oh, I thought we were going to roll into Dom since he was Well, like, Dom went first, right? No. He just said Sekiro, and then now he's like, oh, yeah, I played Blade. Yeah, it's that's awful. true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> true. So, I'm going to do something a little different, boys. Joseph, I'm glad you're here to witness this. Okay. I've I'm, I'm played me. a game, but I'm not going to tell you guys the title of this game. Oh, I like this. And as I play this game, mm-hmm. we're going to see if you can guess the game. Okay. Okay. All right, let's go. So... I played this game. I was on a journey of sorts. No, I'm just kidding. It's a journey. It's a journey, all right. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it quite a bit, and uh, not very far in, just a couple hours in uh, or so. Um, but, yes, I'm very excited about this journey. And so I'll get less vague as we go along. Okay, this is just okay. a teaser. You've a little, given us no just hints a couple, other than yeah. Just a couple of random a guesses. Game. See if you can pull it out of your ass. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Does it? The tough thing is, like, is does it relate to anything you've recently been playing? Which Joseph would have a disadvantage because he doesn't know. You gotta um, just, you gotta keep going. Yeah, yeah, keep yeah. going. You gotta give yeah. us more hints. Of give a, give us journey, one hint man. for Joseph. One hit, one hint for him. Okay, one hint for Joseph. Because he won't be here next week. Um, uh, I, I gotta keep it vague though. This yeah. game has, like, I, what I would consider some of the best music in video games. Beat Saber. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <laughs> Dom? Uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Gentlemen, you are all incorrect. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Dom, I've been playing Final Fantasy Seven, talking about it openly. Yeah, that's why I figured you might have started back on it. I don't know. But he's, he's a mystery <laughs> game. <laughs> you said it was a new yeah. game? Like, new for you? Well, technically he didn't say new, but I guess you could... I guess I just figured he wouldn't do that and That's be like, oh, it's a game I'm already playing. This is not a now. game that I've previously been like, oh, yeah, I was playing, you know, Hollow Knight on my Switch or Katana Zero or whatever. No, like, I just jumped into this game and we'll we'll continue on this journey. Tune in Joseph. next week we'll when we get another. have to have yeah. you back, yeah. 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 Hopefully we we'll won't know it by now. the time he comes back as a guest the next time. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, okay, what's the new hint? Is there anything so, else? Yeah, besides that, obviously, um, we had the uh, the Game of Thrones stuff. And I guess we had seen Endgame by the time we recorded last week. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, so I – there's going to be zero spoilers here as far as Game of Thrones. I'll just talk about it in a really uh, macro sense True. in that um, – I don't know if I said this on the show or not, but um, since they've gone off book, basically, like season seven and eight – it's just a wildly different show and it's almost it just feels like a different show it feels almost like a sequel series in some way 
something like that, uh, almost like a Dragon Ball Z to a Dragon Ball, if you will, um, where it's continuing the same thing, but it's just, there's something different, you know, and that doesn't necessarily make it worse, um, but there's definitely something different about it, and... Um, it's the pacing, I think. It, it absolutely is. They've... Mm. The thing is, is that they built the pacing for so long, you know, six seasons, and then they completely threw it out the window. So yeah. it's thrown me like, off in the sense that... now shit is happening, you know? Right, like, yeah. my emotional uh, balance with it is kind of thrown off because I'm expecting things to happen in a certain way, with a certain cadence, and they're kind of just throwing it all at me at once. Yeah. Um, so I do think that that has been chaotic and has been um, cluttered in some ways, the way that it's been dealt with. Um, sure. So... That is probably the complaint that I have. Um, but at the same time, it's um, interesting to see the plot move forward okay. faster. And mm-hmm. uh, it's... Of course, this episode, a lot of people talked about uh, it was shot too dark or the compression was throwing it off uh, the audience. Yeah. yeah, like people can't see because it's too blocky or too dark. And what a lot of people don't... Yeah. <laughs> what a lot of people don't know is that uh, in ultra dark scenes, the uh, pixelation, the artifacting gets more intense. Yeah. So that was kind of compounding on itself. Um, I, you know, some people that work on the show were kind of uh, piping up online and talking about how, you know, it, they weren't saying it this way, but it really wasn't their fault. Um, I do think that a lot of modern television is shot darker than it needs to be mm-hmm. because a lot of uh, hour-long dramas have become so like dark and gritty in no- nature and tone. Um, we were talking about the Marvel Netflix stuff earlier, and that's a perfect example with Jessica Jones, Punisher, Daredevil, what have you. So um, that's kind of where we're at in the television landscape. Uh, shows you where we're at. So... Um, yeah, I think that HBO obviously needs to improve their streaming and their um, the, basically the files that they're providing to cable providers or um, mm-hmm. through their HBO Go app, right. HBO Now, whatever it be, maybe. But um, it is interesting to see uh, something with such a big budget. In a lot of ways, the battle is um, like captivating and breathtaking in the size and scope of it something like that we've never seen on uh, television before even on premium stuff like HBO so that's really impressive um, but there's still logistical uh, kind of issues yeah, and bullet yeah. points that you really have to like uh, take into account yeah. and so um, I, one of the great tweets that I saw about it was saying that you know this is a great time this is a great uh, point for people you know, all around America or all around the world to learn about, you know, streaming compression and how this all works as we move into, like, the 4K era especially. So mm-hmm. I hope that I think also people with it like, being if, as big as it is. If I could just cut you off for just one second. Sure. No, I'm done. People got to get off. You see, you know, all you guys are being very nice. You're beating around the bush. I'll be playing Jane about it. All these people are like, oh, I didn't like this episode. Oh, it's too dark. You can't see. First off, get a light. I don't know what to tell you. This is a TV. <laughs> Fix your TV like, settings. I was watching this show, guys. I was watching this, and I was just like, yeah, you know, I've seen better fights. 
This is no battle yeah. battle for Helm's Deep, but this is a TV right. show. Yeah. TV. You're watching it in your underwear at your house instead of in your underwear <laughs> in a theater getting kicked out, right? Like <laughs> this is this is a huge budget we've never seen on TV before. Just True. and I'm not saying you have to like it because they threw money at it, but yes, I am saying that they threw a <laughs> bunch of money at it. They gave you something freaking incredible, a feat for television. You will not see this again in a very long time. Like, I also just don't turn think it was up quite your, your brightness. You yeah, know? I uh, really don't think it was quite as bad as people say. No, also it's talking it's about like people it's learning, but this being a learning situation, yeah. this might help people to learn about their TV settings like you're mentioning because yeah. I go to pe- go over to people's houses that aren't really like tech heads like me and it's and it's it's just so difficult to watch something on their television contrast? it's like gut-wrenching well, yeah it's like it's really tough so yeah. this could be a learning moment to your point Jordan things have gotten darker like I think directors and, and sure, uh, sure. cinematographers aren't afraid to go darker and because of that the sure. monitor I watch most of my stuff on is set specifically to be brighter than usual, right? To not be as deep yeah. in the blacks. So when I watched that episode, enjoyed it, completely loved it, had no issues seeing anything. Then I go to Twitter to see what the conversation is. Because obviously I'm like, oh, I want to see all these mother effers who hate it. Because I just want to yeah. see yeah. who's giving these hot takes. And everyone's like, it, it was too dark. I couldn't see anything. It was too dark. And I'm like, maybe I could see your like it being a little dark. But people are like posting pictures of a black screen being like, I couldn't see anything. I'm like, Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it that's just the social media. BS yeah. Bubble. Wait, can I curse on this show? I forget. Yeah, you're fine. Absolutely. I don't personally like to curse that much. Social media but bullshit. You're, like everybody's you're, a critic. Everybody's a director, cinematographer. Their uncle works at Xbox. Bullshit nonsense that I hate. It's just, <laughs> yeah. This is I the one it. situation though yeah. where I can actually say that it is an artistic choice to have it dark because yeah. Winterfell in the fucking north. Now that winter has come in the medieval times of Game of Thrones that it is, where all they have is torchlight and candles. Like, it's going to be dark dark. as fuck. And they probably wanted you to think about, yeah, if I'm a soldier in this battle, like, I'm going to barely be able to see shit until they light that fire in the moat or whatever they made. It's called the Long Night. Like, the villain is the Night King. Well, and even (laughs) before the show premiered, and I don't want to get into spoilers, but the, the directors talked about how this is supposed to be a survival horror battle, you know? So yeah, it's like yeah. the whole theme there, yeah. I don't. I want to avoid spoilers for people because I know yeah. people are sensitive. But I think everything you said is correct, Jordan. I think people were overblown about that, and it is something that people need to understand with streaming moving into the future. And the thing with HBO is, I don't know if even the prequels that they're going to have will be as big in terms of everyone streaming at the same time as this, the final yeah. season of arguably yeah. the biggest show of all time in terms of pure numbers. So right. But Breaking yeah. Bad was it is. It is wild, though, just one final thing, that HBO does not have 4K HDR streaming middle 2019 in the final season of Game of Thrones. But even their their app is not as good as, like, I'm not saying Netflix is as perfect, but even, like, the HBO uh, Go app isn't really, yeah, isn't great. It's just, like, for them being as powerful as a player as they are, it's just like, eh, whatever, let's throw some stuff out there. Um, Think about this. They're, They're a TV channel. And people talk about them when they say, you know, Netflix or Amazon Prime. Like, those are, like, giant corporations that have their own streaming services that are um, tied to kind of, like, a bigger deal, almost. Whereas yeah. HBO is a, is a different situation. So maybe that's why, because, like I said, they're a TV channel, so maybe they're not 
It's kind of like how we talk about uh, Sony being initially a hardware company and Microsoft being initially a software company, and you can see that come through in the PlayStation and Xbox systems. I think this might be a similar situation. Also, $15 a month is egregious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, people are going to pay it. They know that for the six weeks, six to ten weeks. Um, yeah. Before we hop to what Joseph's been playing, so yes. we can hop into the news, Jordan, is there anything else you wanted to mention? No, I'm good. Cool. Joseph, I'm sure what are there you... is. I'm sure I've, I've done amazing things that I'm just not <laughs> currently thinking about in the past week, but yeah. All, uh, oh, the memoir. Joseph, yeah. what have you been playing? Days Gone, I assume? Man, I've been playing Days Gone, Sony, mm. Ben Studios. This is their first big AAA game since Siphon Filter, all them PSP games. Remember that Uncharted game on the Vita? I don't. Golden Abyss. No, I do. That ending is <laughs> dog shit. So, I gotta get to it still. You don't have to. No, you, you don't. don't. You, you really don't, though. You, <laughs> you really, really don't. So, Even okay. as big of an Uncharted fan as you are. You I played Legacy Days first, Gone, if you haven't played it. And I think it's okay. Sounds about right. Okay. <laughs> it's it. it's, it's yeah. alright. Like, I did not like this game for the first three hours. And that yeah. should tell you something. Um, yeah. So the problem with Days Gone, first off, the bugs are practically gone. Like, there were a lot in the beginning, like, definitely when it came to audio, like literally just missing pieces of audio, like dialogue options and stuff like that. But so the, the bugs and the glitches, they don't exist. The thing that is... The true problem with Days Gone, which for me makes it, uh, if I had to rate it with numbers like a scientist, would be around a 7.5, is the fact that the world's fine. The world's beautiful. I actually love the yeah. motorcycle and driving <clears throat> around and just roaming this like terrain. I actually do love the bandit camps, because they're actually some of the most challenging bandit camps I've seen in a video game. Like There's one I was stuck on for like two hours, and I was just like, you know what? I give up until I can find a minigun. Like, just I'm 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 piecing out of here. So their gameplay gets better once you get all the skills and such. But the problem with this game is the story. The story starts literally. I'm not. I'm gonna spoil the first five minutes of Days Gone. Are you ready? Buckle up. Oh, she dies or something, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Deacon's wife. You walk in, it's not like you see her get shanked or there's any exposition or that they even have like a relationship. You just see her against a barrel and she's been shanked. And then you're like, what's wrong? And then it like, after like three sentences, it fades to the black and all of a sudden they're on a rooftop and then he's trying to persuade this, uh, this like, you know, rescue guy to take her in and the rescue guy's acting not very good, but like, and then it just fades to black again. And then you're Deacon St. John in the Apocalypse. And it's like... Weird. It's weird. And there's a lot of... There's like... There's one part where they try to give you more exposition as to what happened that night. Like... They flashback? They, they do another flashback to how she gets shanked. And then they show okay. the same scene over again. I'm just like, wait, what? what is, what's going on here? The problem is the first three hours suck. They actually genuinely aren't good. The way that this game... Like shows you, tells you the story and tells you the tutorials is completely incompetent. And I know, I get it. I'm being really mean. Maybe it's because I'm tired and grumpy today, but it's true. <laughs> like, Last of Us starts off so strong because oh. for 15 minutes of that game, they show you the rela relationship between 
uh, Joel and his daughter. Right, you're in the role of the daughter for most of that prologue. Sarah, I want to say, is that yeah, Sarah? And yeah. rest in peace. You're you're watching this world go to shit, and you're completely powerless. And you see that Sarah cares for Joel. Joel obviously cares for Sarah. Like, what fifteen year old daughter actually buys her dad like a, a cheap watch from CVS? I don't know. Not me. <laughs> I, maybe I was just a shitty kid. But like, then you were you a daughter, fifteen year old daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then you see when you get into the role of Joel again that urge to protect this girl and you're equally as powerless and it's just like a really good like switch of characters and you think the switch of power dynamic but it's not and so when sarah gets shot and when, like she's bleeding out and joel's like holding her and like he's like please don't oh god um you felt that you don't feel anything for most of these characters other than deacon because sam whitworth's acting is fucking incredible but even then, like, so the story isn't good, and I can peace out, whatever. I Fine, I'm just, I'll find a horde of zombies to shoot, whatever. Game doesn't need to ha- necessarily have really great story if the gameplay is really gripping. But when it comes to the tutorial of showing you how weapons work and the systems work, there are some, some options where they'll show you, okay, like, they'll hit you right in the face, and you have to hold X to make sure you, you, you've read it all. And then there's some options that just go, hey, uh, there's a skill tree option, like this little pop-up way down at the bottom of the screen. It's just like, hey, there's a skill tree and you can, uh, you can upgrade yourself. Okay, bye-bye. And like, it's like, it, menus like either happen, like they, they fade in for five seconds to show you something and then quickly fade out. So like, I'm Oof. dyslexic and stupid and I can't read that fast. <laughs> so I'm just like, I didn't know, like there was a slowdown mechanic until four hours in. I was like, oh, I would have liked to know this. I didn't even know, like, because I was like, why are my guns shooting like shit? And it's like one of the first things you can upgrade. The game didn't show me the up- upgrade system. And I'm just like, okay. So once you find out all the systems literally for yourself, the game's actually a ton of fun. So it's like, it's like an ogre, right? They have layers. You got to peel geez. this bad boy. <laughs> you got to peel this bad boy to get to the good stuff. But once the good stuff's in there, it's actually really fun. So like... Is this game perfect? By no means. But is it as bad as what everybody's saying it is? And maybe what I made it out to be for the past five minutes? No. I think, <laughs> like, so, honestly, God, you get past the story, there's a good game here. And I think what everybody's surprised about is the fact that it's, uh, you know, you kind of expect a Sony first-party exclusive AAA game to be uh, kind of a big league, yeah. like major league baseball yep. type of thing. Whereas I kind of said this uh, on the last show, I think, where I was talking about how I just don't see the fact that Bend is anywhere near as talented as some of Sony's best first parties like Sucker Punch or Naughty Dog. Yeah, so, I hate to use that language, but yeah, I think you're dead. They're just not right. big league to me. Especially when you, had, when you had uh, Gorilla surprise people with Horizon, right? Do something yeah. different. And they were always, not that the Killzone games were bad, but they kind of shocked everyone with how good horizon was and so maybe some people thought like bend could maybe shock us with with days yeah. gone eh, maybe well, not i so think much, talent, talent is appropriate to they some were extent because making good games yeah but i mean talent is appropriate to some extent because naughty dog hires people with a skill set that is catered towards the type of games they want to make yeah. and i think with sony sure. bend maybe they were making a game that the people that were part of their studio, it wasn't their forte. So they mm. made a, a solid, a good game, but they don't have the expertise or comfort to reach the strides of what people expect from Sony or first just party. Kind of like the knowledge of like 
like the experience rather knowledge like i know anything like naughty dog is they've made console experience games for literal generations right yeah like same with gorilla same with santa monica for bend it's a little different because they haven't had a big triple a big budget game since really you could go back to the 90s or even debatably ever at this point right like yeah they've had smaller experiences but with not their own ip in handheld form but like the vita ain't the ps4 right in terms of budget and scope and all that so like this is really for their first oh god i almost killed my mic for their first (laughs) go at it i have to say good on you really good job it's is it is it the grand slam that we expect from sony no and is that disappointing sure but you know not they, not so every they, hit is a, is a they're mark. bound to have a hiccup if in their they, streak and also people forget that like detroit didn't really wasn't like a nine or anything you know yeah a lot, a lot of people love like detroit. detroit a lot of people yeah love i know detroit. but they don't love it like I mean, god of war or last of us you know yeah or spider-man even so um Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, if they picked out every bug of this game, is it worth playing when it's, you know, 40 bucks in a few months? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. This will okay. be 40 bucks by the end of the month. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it is selling well, but, like, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, if they picked out the bugs of this game, it would have been a nice, solid 7.5, maybe even an 8, you know? I don't know. Somewhere, gotcha. IGN would have given it an 8 well, for sure. Like, you know, and the tough it, thing it was. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but the tough thing okay. is, like, we talk about this is. Overall, it reviewed, like, between, like, 72 to, like, 74 on Metacritic, yeah. right? And right. that's fine. It's perfectly acceptable. It's but we live in, in a in a time where we're inundated with so much entertainment that, like, it's that's hard to make time yeah. for a 7 if you're not fully interested. Yeah. Like Dom talked about last week, he's super interested because he loves Sons of Anarchy and he had interest in this game for a long time so the seven doesn't really deter him from eventually playing it as for me who is somebody who was completely checked out from the beginning i'm definitely not going to make time for this not saying it's a bad game but i'm just not going to make time for a seven that i'm not even interested in and you know. there's too many eights and nines should be, you yeah. should feel totally fine about that jared there's no yeah. reason oh, yeah. anymore to feel like oh i gotta play everything i gotta play these sevens just because yeah. they're ps4 exclusives and i'm a yeah. big playstation fan it's like Fuck that! Because I'm the to. big PlayStation fan on this podcast. You gotta remember. No, that. I mean, yeah, if, like let's if be I honest. Were thinking that. Oh no, no, I'm not. You know, I wasn't meaning to be sarcastic. I was like joking with you of like, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know. It came off a little wrong. No, no, you're, like that's what, like that's what we we do on the trophy room a lot. Is like we know we're PlayStation fans, but I we don't. When I'm on the trophy room, it's a character. I I am like a caricature of like a fanboy, but like it is very much we we love Sony, but we're not going to like you know. When they when they take a dump, I'm not gonna tell you it smells like roses, right? Like it is, <laughs> yeah. it is. You're being honest, is. yeah, yeah. Uh, so like the game is good. It's a good game. It's not great and it's not bad. Like I saw some people really just, man, I don't even dumping know. on There's it. Some hot takes. Yeah, I would love to know if Jared's a fanboy or actually uh, has some solid opinions on Xbox, but they haven't fucked anything up in the last four or five years. So I'm also know. I'm also a covert a covert uh, operative. I'm I'm actually. I have a huge, I have a huge uh, uh, shelf here full of Sony, Sony toys, Sony collectibles. Hey Jared, hey, hey Jared, Jared. Yes. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. Um, Hydra. Before we hop into the news, uh, one thing I want to talk about, Joseph, you talking about Days Gone. Yeah. We had a bet at the beginning of the year. Every at the beginning of every year, we do a bunch of predictions and 
um, just thoughts we have for the upcoming year, right? And one of the things we talked about, one of the bets we had, is which of these three games will have the highest review score when they're all released? Metacritic, uh, right? Yes. Oh, boy, okay. So the options were, and then I'll tell you who picked what. Okay. The options were Crackdown 3, Days Gone, <laughs> and Yoshi's Crafted World, okay? Yo, okay. Those three bangers, okay? The question no one really was asking, right? Exactly. Oh, but I like it. Um, yeah. So... Since Days Gone was really talked about, I'm not a Sons of Anarchy guy. I've always thought that game looked like it was going to have trouble. Even from the previous, people were talking about bugs and stuff. So I was always feeling like this game isn't going to come out as good as people hope it would. Um, and I was right on that for, to some extent. But, yeah. funny enough, in this bet, I said that Days Gone would have the highest review out of those three games. Obviously, I was wrong. So, Jared, yeah. on, the, on the Sons of Anarchy thing, you remember how people talk about especially first season of uh, Life is Strange is like old, like middle-aged French dudes trying to sound like teenagers Hip teenagers, Seattle yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And so they're like, hella, what up? Um, oh, but you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yoshi's Crafted Word, it didn't beat it by much. But it beat it. Yeah. 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 Enough. Right. So Dom picked Days that, Gone reminds me of... <laughs> Days Gone reminds me of the whole Life is Strange things where it's like, okay, this is like some middle-aged guys trying to convince everybody that fucking Sons of Anarchy was a cool thing that we were supposed to like. The game game director is like the world's biggest Sons of Anarchy fan. Like, they interviewed him at Game Informer. Dude, motorcycles, hogs, you guys (laughs) like those, right? Um, Right. So, unfortunately, Joseph, Jordan picked Crackdown 3. So, Jordan and I lost. Yeah. Dom won with Yoshi's Crafted World. Yoshi! Um, it was just really funny. Uh, man, Yoshi's Crafted World, the highest reviewed out of those three. Dude, Fair Nintendo enough. platformers are solid. They're always at least like, you can you know what you're getting. Like Even that Kirby game is like, eh, it's easy well, or something, I but mean, it's like, it's good. With that type of Yoshi game, like you don't have a lot to lose. It's a smaller scope. Like What are they really going to yeah. mess up? You know, It's mm-hmm. a safe bet. It was a safe pick. Yeah. Um, okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about besides Days Gone before we hop into the news, Joseph? Nah, man, you said, you, you listen, I, I feel like I've been cheated. You, get, you guys said, oh, you do one thing. You know, you only get one thing, you know, and then everybody had like eight things. And now I'm only, only here with Dave Gone. That's fine. That's fine. You know what? I, can I just say uh, Endgame? Here, I'll, t- I'll say this. Can't believe Thanos and Cap's moms both named Martha. Wow. Ooh, oh, nice. <laughs> Actually, you Why know, did you say that? I want to Google and find out if any of the main Marvel superheroes or any X Men's moms are named Martha. Still, yeah, I will sure. say one thing about Endgame: it shows you how awful Batman v Superman is. Like all that DC garbage. <laughs> Really, which is unfortunate. Which is months after it is. Batman's uh, dope. Superman's all right. Apparently, what there's rumors that we out? might get the announcement of the casting for Batman in the Matt Reeves movie this week. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm interested to see who it is. Um, let's hop into some get quickie news. news. <laughs> so first off, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is like the spiritual successor to Castlevania. Uh, it was a Kickstarted game. We've been waiting for it for a while. It actually got pushed um, earlier this year. It now has an official release date. At least for the time being, anyways. At least for the time being. Uh, it'll be launching on Xbox uh, One, launching PS4, on and PC, PS4 and PC on June 18th. On June 18th and it'll be coming to Switch the following Switch. week, um, which is interesting. Um, Strange, yeah. If I was a betting man, I'd assume the Switch will be the highest selling version of that game. Um, okay. Just because Nintendo, the Nintendo Switch sells indie games like crazy. Uh, before we started the show, Dom, you said, or was it, it was you, right, Dom, that said it looked a little funky to you? 
Yeah, I mean, it, and I've thought this since they first started showing it. The art style, I'm not. This is not an original complaint. And this is you hear this anywhere you go. But the art style to me is kind of like, oh, I don't know. It looks like it's the same reason I wasn't into Fire Emblem, uh, whatever they called it on phones, where the art style looks oh, like it looks heroes. like a Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah, it just looks like a, a free-to-play phone game. Like that's the kind of character style. design. Yeah, that's the vibe I get. Of, like the Mighty Number no. Nine aesthetic. Well, the problem with that too, from a technical level, is those are they're both 3D games technically that play like 2D, and it's yeah. it's because if you talk to the people that are making the games, 2D animation and art is like really expensive, and because these are like yeah. kickstarted games, it's actually cheaper to go the 3D model route, and that's why mm-hmm. they tend to look a little bit wonkier. Whereas like you look at classic Castlevanias or even classic Mega Man's, that like 2D art is just so crisp and clean. Um, yeah. So it is a byproduct of that, the, the cheaper solution. It's the same thing with other forms of animation where, like, yeah. you just don't have people hand-animating shit. Yeah. That's why the old Disney movies, the old anime looks fucking gorgeous. Now, they couldn't do as much, you know, they couldn't be as wild and crazy with it, but it's just picturesque. Solid, yeah. Dude, the um, game looks dope, though. I'm, not, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a big Castlevania. I'm watching it on my phone, um, so get caught up. Uh, but it looks pretty dope. I'm in. Okay. I'm yeah. So, that's my only gripe. Otherwise, I'm like, this could be cool. I'll, I'm gonna wait and see. For me, it's price point and nudity. Pretty cool. For me, it's price point and critical reception. If it gets some yeah. decent buzz and it comes out at a good price, I might dip my toes in on the switch. Oh, it's, it's forty bucks. So ooh, oh, so that's more guys, expensive than I thought. <laughs> my Bluetooth headphones dropped out. At the beginning of this segment, I've been trying to figure it out, but I do not know what game are we talking. About? <laughs> uh, Wait, you had a guess, ritual dude. tonight. Now it's yeah. your your I thought now. so, but I thought it might be because didn't they announce a <laughs> Castlevania mobile game a while back? Yeah, and then there was also the like smaller game that came out for Bloodstained Ritual yeah. tonight. Yeah, uh, what was yeah it I was like, Curse dude, I'm going to figure this shit yeah. out. I can do it. Curse of the Moon. That's what it was. Yeah. Curse of the moon. Um, okay. Yeah, forty bucks is kind of steep. But, I mean, if it's, like, a solid length and it gets good it reception. I mean, length isn't yeah. everything, but, like, it seems like a smaller scope game, so to pay 40 bucks, and That's it's, like, not said. a great game, Fuck critically. Yeah, I had to. But I am In interested. a world where Hollow Knight is fifteen bucks, yeah, it's good. Yeah, That's man, a tough I mean, deal as well. Yeah, and Hollow Knight has so much content, too, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's like you're paying it for the name, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're paying that... Castlevania tax, but it's not Castlevania. It's uh, weird, right? I think we're st- we're in this stage. I think in twenty years we're not going to have these types of conversations where it's like, hey, should this game really be this much? Like, yeah. should uh, should Tetris Effect really be forty bucks, or should that? It be more should. Than it's 20, a goddamn gem. <laughs> it's a gem, and a lot of these games do yeah. deserve to be forty bucks. But it's like we're especially, you know, there's the talk about the AAA sixty. Should that go up? in price or whatever but then there's also this digital thing where it's like figuring out the range and the spectrum yeah. so I still man I, I would really love one day to see a, a From's take on a Castlevania game be uh, very interesting we had that it's called Bloodborne <laughs> I wouldn't say I think that's as close as you're gonna get and yeah. I also I would say it's pretty damn close Jared. it is I mean, pretty as close as, like, I think Dom got me I'd like my favorite studio to make my favorite game yeah yeah, you got me on that one, Don. One of them. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, this next thing, Sonic the Hedgehog trailer, I want to talk about the actual news that came out earlier about the director of the film. Um, but in, just really quick, our reactions to the trailer. 
I'm not. First of all, I'm not a huge Sonic guy, so it wasn't gonna bother me too much either way. I, I don't have a problem with the teeth. He's always had teeth. I don't really have a problem with a lot of his like actual body parts. The only thing that's weird is his body shape. He's like his his form doesn't seem right to me. But the trailer looked fine. It's about what I expected, for better or worse. I think Jim Carrey's gonna be the only reason I'm gonna see this movie because it's like classic '90s Jim Carrey. Uh, probably not gonna be a good movie, but. Yeah, I think people Jared, are in it a little too strong. you're going to see this movie. No, not in theaters. It's not... No, not in theaters. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that's better. I'll probably put it on at some point, yeah, in the background or whatever while I'm playing a game, but not Sonic, of course, but uh, <laughs> I think people are being, of course, too hard on it, but there's, like, Sonic the Hedgehog is deeply, deeply ingrained in internet culture, unlike almost oh, yeah. any other video game character. He's more ingrained in video or internet culture than other characters that are more popular than he is. Yeah, it's so, like him and SpongeBob have the throne in terms of like meme culture. <laughs> like, true. He's definitely part of meme culture, and so that's I think that's why people are so hard on it. But there is some weird decisions. He looks very weird. He looks so weird, unnecessarily, and the- so. It's also just looks like a bad movie. I think. You yeah, know, it does. It looks have very to, like, pile on. It's like guys. Yeah. It's a bad movie. We it's very it. cookie yeah, cutter. It's like, what's the plot of a terrible? What's the plot of a Sonic movie? Well, in the trailer, we need to have a bunch of you know military guys around a table. That's classic. Yeah. Why are we? Like, yeah. Why are we in like a U.S. like strategic meeting? Right. Like, it's well, so well, that's what cutter. action movies are these days. Why, yeah. why is the chief why, of staff like, in there? Why <laughs> is why if why is there so much like military involvement in uh, the Fast and Furious movies? You yeah. know, with like Kurt Russell's yeah. character and The Rock and stuff. Like, it just gets infused. Unfortunately, those Transformers movies, especially the specific scene of all of them sitting around a table with the the old general with the white hair at the top of the table. The, you know? uh, yeah. What yeah. is it called? The Situation Room or Yeah, exactly. Well, why, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are they in the Situation Room about a hedgehog? That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Like, is Sonic and Marlowe like, Trump needs It's him like out. Kevin Spacey and and uh, Robin Wright walk in. The the one complaint that I I, I think is really dumb is... Because uh, yeah. you can make cases for the teeth or the shoes or the body yeah. shape or anything. When people are like, why does he have fur? I'm like, he's a hedgehog. He's a hedgehog. If you're going to bring him to live like, action, he's going to have yeah. fur. So remember what, what I was talking about on like price ranges and us still figuring that out in video games? Yeah. They're still figuring out CG characters like this. Like yeah. a lot of bigger CG characters, I think, you know, like in the MCU, Hulk is fine, right? But like Ruffalo and Hulkbuster armor is a very different story. So yeah. I think that if you're trying to do something a little bit more minuscule that isn't a giant warrior or a fucking giant dragon coming in to, to uh, burn a town, I think that it's um, people are having more difficulty with it. And like they're feeling it out. It's not yeah. there yet with yeah. a lot of these characters. And I think people I take think... the aging software from the MCU for granted because if you go and watch the yeah. – the, uh, what's the new Will Smith movie? Uh, Gemini, Gemini Man, right? yeah. and you see some of those scenes with younger Will Smith. It is very, uh, very weird and a little shoddy. Well, Will Smith as Genie is another good example. You know, like we're we're still feeling it out. We're not there yet. You yeah, know? we're not. It's uh, not perfect. But the one thing I, I, the one complaint that I have seen, I'm like, okay, guys, calm down. Is like, why is Sonic shedding everywhere? I'm like, well, maybe because he's a fucking animal. That's what animals <laughs> do. They got fur yeah, and right. shed. Yeah, That's what you're hung dog. up on? Very weird. Yeah. <laughs> Why has he got all this hair and it's going everywhere? 
I don't know, man. It is funny though that they've like brought it into live action, and he's just not a hedgehog at all. Yeah. Jared, yeah, he's, he's like in the real world. It feels like he's the just, Cat in the Hat movie. That's Ooh, what good this call. whole entire movie yeah. looks like. That is like it's like Cat in the Hat and the series of unfortunate events had sex. And I'm not saying the characters because that would be illegal. That in so many different ways. But like the series themselves collided and they made thing this thing. It, I can't give so it as Jared, much. I can't give it as much of a pass as I normally would because it's coming out in the same year as Detective Pikachu, which looks great. Surprisingly, amazing, yeah. it does. Yeah, but really my good. one thing about that is. The Pokemon look, I remember when people used to do photoshops, and they would be like, this is how creepy and terrifying Pokemon would look if they were ultra-realistic. And that's almost exactly how they look in Detective Pikachu. No, I like a lot they, of them. I mean, like Mr. Mime. I like a lot of them. Yeah, I think there's some weird choices. And yeah. they also color-corrected the shit out of it. We've been talking about like modern versions of things and how we're handling it. Modern filmmaking, like with Game of Thrones, how we we're talking about how it's, how it's so dark. Modern yeah. filmmaking has it's like it's like they get paid for the amount that they color corrected. Mm-hmm. Like they'll get like how video game publishers will give you a bonus if your game goes higher on Metacritic. It's like yeah. if you color correct it more, we'll give you more money. <laughs> it's out of fucking control the color correcting on movies, yeah. and when you see CG characters like this. That we're used to being in like bright colorful worlds, which our world is bright and colorful in a different way. But like, I feel like the Pokemon characters in Detective, Detective Pikachu look color correct. Like they color corrected the shit out of them. Yeah. 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 But what I will say is they went for it in terms of design. Like some of them are very sure. weird, but they went for it. It's consistent. Yeah. Where with Sonic, it's like a weird middle ground of like they didn't make him cute enough to. Right completely appeal to kids but they didn't make him like realistic enough to appeal to them they don't look like freaks they kind of look freakish in detective pikachu trailers but not in the way that sonic does where it's like he looks like an abomination he looks looks like like ray william johnson with the funniest tweet i saw his weird skinniness like if you guys ever saw the pictures what game was it in maybe mario bros u where there's like a tall version of Mario, like a tall, <laughs> yeah. slender version of Mario, and it's like a literal abomination. That's kind of what this reminds me. There of. was an awesome, uh, awesome meme of like, it's like the loading screen, of like you know, any Sonic game, and it goes Gangster's Paradise Zone One. God. <laughs> nice. uh, so as dumb as the right? shit is, I was vibing with Gangster's Paradise. Really, I was, trailer. Not, I, was like, I was like, why is it? It was here? stupid as fuck, but I was like, okay, <laughs> Sonic and Gangster's Paradise. Why not? Also, no, I was also, just going to say... Yeah, I'm sorry, Dom. I was just going to say, Jared, a, a few weeks ago, you asked me, like, what would you want, you know, a, a live-action Zelda TV series to look like, or what would, would you want that at all? And I was like, no, I, I don't want that. I don't even want that as a possibility. But he's a human character. I, I'm just afraid that it would end up some way <laughs> like this, where it's something that we're used to it well, looking a certain way, and when we try to make it live-action, it just breaks it, because there might not be a great way to do it. Yeah. That's why I'm like this stuff. I mean, you can do it right. Sometimes they get they get it right. Like like Detective Pikachu is closer, yeah. but like I don't know. It just freaks me out. I well, don't like know that there's a perfect human, way to make it. They're gonna Sonic. have to have pointed ears in the Zelda thing. You know, they're gonna have pointy ears. Exactly. Look elvish. You know, it's gonna be like they could fuck it up. The yeah, they could. I didn't know Sonic spent time in the Sanctum Sanctorum because he throws discs rings. Yeah. that that <laughs> throws people into other places in the world. What? Yeah, it's very weird. Um, we have a couple of things. One thing I did like about the trailer. What is this? 
One thing I did like about the trailer that has nothing to do with the movie. When sure. they did the Paramount logo with the rings. Yeah, that was dope. Really... No, that was sweet. I even yeah, like the Sonic, uh, the Sonic, the Sega logo like with the electricity. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, too. Yeah. Um, we have a couple of other news stories, so let's move on. Uh, b- yeah. Before we do, there's the, the actual news part of the story is that uh, a little while ago, Jeff Fowler, who's the director of the film, he tweeted out, thank you for the support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design and you want changes. It's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. Hashtag gotta fix fast. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh, gotta fix fast? That's gross, first of all. Second of all, this could be one of those things where there are like major changes from trailer to movie because we have seen that in recent years. So it would be yeah. interesting to be like, hey, go look at the trailer because if you don't know what he looks like, it's abominable and also, i don't I think his design is gonna fix a bad movie sorry, sorry joseph sorry. oh it's not yeah. it's not but it can make it a little bit better to where yeah. you're not like cringing every time you see him on screen i actually like the voice too i forgot the actor's name he's a comedian ben schwartz yeah, yeah nope, i thought his voice was great i didn't have a problem with John that at all. Yeah. yeah um so there's another uh, issue with directing of a video game movie and this one's weird so F. Gary Gray, uh, he's the director of Straight Outta Compton, great film, Fate of the Furious, never saw it. Uh, Men in Black International, which is an uh, upcoming release. Uh, he's oh. set to direct the film adaptation of, guess what? Saints Row. Yes, you heard that right. They're making a Saints Row movie. Um, oh, thanks. Deadline is reporting that Greg, uh, Greg Russo, uh, not related to the Russo brothers, uh, he's penning the script. And the interesting thing is this guy doesn't have any other credits on his IMDb except for the Mortal Kombat reboot, which he's also penning, and the Resident Evil reboot, which he's also penning. So his three first credited projects are all video game (laughs) movie writing. Most likely shitty video game adaptations. And I would like to be like, oh, this guy has a great body of work. I think he could do a good job. He doesn't have anything credited. So it's weird that this guy, he's probably done things out, uh, you know, behind the scenes that are first specs of scripts and just never got credit right. for it, right? But, yeah. I mean, for him to have three video game films, why him? Like, and it's different studios too, you know? Very weird. Yeah. yeah. Very weird. Um, very weird. Please stop. Please stop. How much money do I need to give you to stop? Please. Like, out of those three movies, to make another movie. bet. Yeah. is the Metal Gear Solid movie going to be good? Yes or no? It's not going to come out, man. Hmm. If it were oh, to come well. out, I think it'd have the best chance of being good if it was in a in a grouping with these other three movies. Because of Jordan Vote roberts and how much he actually cares about the property, right? That's the one thing, but I'm still not convinced, of course. And that's why it's not going to get made. He cares too much. Yeah. And out of these Ooh, that three... Could be a good point. Out of these three, with the Netherrealm stories recently, I'd be most excited for Mortal Kombat. I would love Resident Evil if it went like a horror franchise route instead of these weird, hokey, cheesy action movies with Mia Yokovich. Dude, that would be dope. That would be so fucking cool. Like, they could really do that, you know? Yeah. Imagine if they really did that, like, almost like if you did... Kind of like if you did what they did to Logan... Yeah. But for the Re- Resident Evil franchise where it's like, hey, we're not fucking around anymore. This is we got that real shit. We got yeah. that real shit. Body horror and gore and all that. Um, yeah, very weird story. We'll see if that movie ever comes to fruition. If a Halo movie can't happen or even an uh, Uncharted movie, I don't know if a Saints Row movie is going to happen. Maybe it's so low budget might actually happen. Who knows? Oh, uh, my God. I forgot that we were supposed to be watching Tom Holland as young Drake right now. Not happening. Summer. Never yeah. going to happen. 
Cider from the this bottom. Now he's here. We supposed to be watching that shit. Um, Whoa. The last news story. We have an acquisition, and this time it isn't by Microsoft. Um, Epic Games acquired the Rocket League developer Psionics. Um, the weird thing about it is, so they acquired it. Obviously, everyone assumed right away, oh, they're taking this game off of the Steam Store and putting it on the Epic Game Store, obviously. That didn't happen right away. And Epic actually came out and made a statement after people started complaining and rioting about them taking it off of Steam, even though they never said they were officially. It was just assumed, which is a good assumption. Um, they said in a statement that they have no immediate plans to remove Rocket League from Steam and that their long-term plans for the game will be announced at a later date. Um, and it's coming off of Steam. It will, yeah. <laughs> Not immediately, I don't think, but it will eventually. Uh, the deal is looking to close in late May, early June, and they said the primary reason for them purchasing this game is they felt that there was a lot of opportunity with esports with yeah. Rocket League. So makes sense. It's, it's for me. It's like how a little much of a late. Power move. This is. It's a little it's, late. I think. Yeah. It's so great, but it's. So, I mean, they're. Gonna, you don't think Psionics is going to release more hit games? No. Nah. I mean, it's that's Epic does. I. I don't know. You guys are out of your mind. You guys are out of your fucking mind. <laughs> if they if make a new game, it's not going to be any time soon. One and done. One trick pony. Get the fuck. No. Out so of here. here, let me. I'm not. I'm not. It's not that I'm not confident in them not making another great game. I think it's that they're married to Rocket League for a long while. Yeah, man. Sure, yeah. but so is Epic already with Fortnite. Like they are probably going to vibe real well with that and. We don't necessarily know the numbers from Rocket League. It could be making a really steady, awesome amount, and, and I think that's, that's just good happening. for everybody. I think oh, I think it makes happening. a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, with its boxes, yeah. its chests. See, the thing that the, that acquisition's weird because you would assume they're making a new IP if they're, you know, that's usually the case. Like, look at Microsoft, right? They bought how many studios hoping that one of them's going to make a really good game, right? So, you would think that that's the same thing happening at Epic, but when you're looking, when you look at Epic, they are really into the long term of making something work. So, you're like, you're seeing it with Fortnite. Like, look, look, I mean, Fortnite's a great example of Epic killing games in order to support that one game, right? I Remember Paragon. that MOBA? Nobody, <laughs> yeah, Paragon. Um, I was about to say, yeah, nobody played it. I forgot it. Um, Paragon. That's yeah, hilarious. like. They, they killed that game to support Fortnite. So, like, when I look at Psionics, they have not made a new game since uh, Rocket League debuted, I forget how many years back. And they're very steadfast in, in when they're talking about Rocket League, of it being the only thing they're working on. So it's weird that Epic would buy them and they don't have any IP, you know, in the back burner. But at the same exact time, I think what they want is that unification of, of, of eSports. Like, when you look at Rocket League, there is a huge opportunity to make that thing an even bigger cash cow when it comes to eSports. Because when you just... All you have to say is, this game is soccer, but with cars. And yeah. that's the elevator pitch to get people at least interested in it. Don't you at think... At least to look at it. So, Do... when you look at, like, soccer being such an international sport... I think th that Rocket League makes the most sense to be a really big esports title. 
yeah. something everyone could understand. You know? I think with the uh, to Jordan's point, with if they're making good money and have a l- large player base, they don't ever need to make another game. I think in terms of investment, we saw this with with so Microsoft bought some bigger studios that they want to have these large first party titles. But they also bought some smaller studios that are going to churn games out at a lot quicker rate, and they're not necessarily huge AAA games. And a lot of that has to do with them wanting to have uh, games released often for Games Pass, right? They want to have um, games, uh, first-party games come there, exclusive games, so it gives people a reason to get into their service. Yep. I think Rocky League might be a move also for the Epic Game Store in general. There might be some tie-in we see where, like, you know, if you're if you often shop on the Epic Game Store, you get like free maybe cars or skins or something in in Rocket League, and it's an ongoing title like you said. It's very similar to Fortnite, and it gives them a longevity on their service where those games will always be there for people to come to and play, and they're more of a service and less of a singular game. I don't know if Cyanix will ever split teams and have another team work on another game, because they do make so much money and the team does feel very passionate about Rocket League. I don't think the purchase is wrong. I when I said it was, it seemed like mistimed. Is like you would normally see this kind of purchase at its zeitgeist, right? Of like, oh, Rocket League's getting hot, yeah. then they get purchased. It's not that they're on the decline now. They're just been steady and it's quiet because it's so yeah. successful. We don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. It was right. just like an out I of think nowhere. It's move. just that Epic is just now at the point where they're starting to be like, all right, now we got all this Fortnite money. Let's start spending it. Yeah. And Another interesting thing is uh, I'm pretty damn sure that uh, Rocket League was not made on Unreal. So it'll be interesting to see if their next game is made on Unreal Engine. Because they won't have to pay royalties for Unreal Engine. And that's a very great engine, especially one if you don't have to pay royalties on it. Yeah, that is a a good point. Uh, Dom, is there anything you want to add about this purchase? Mm. No, cars, balls of soccer. That's about it. Cars and balls of soccer. Um, hey, I got I got some breaking news. It's sad news. So <laughs> <I don't know laughs> oh, Peter oh. Mayhew passed away. Yeah, I got that uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Like, I got my phone was just like, vroom, vroom, vroom. your childhood is disappearing. I was like, no. I saw that earlier. Really sad. It's actually su- really awesome that he lived as long as he did. He was what seventy four, yeah. I think, which is yeah, seventy four, seventy five. Did he have? Was he diagnosed with the uh, giantitis or anything? Something like that. Yeah, he was a large it man. Just, yeah. Yeah, it sucks just because, you know, like, I love Chewbacca. He's a great character in that universe. But, like, when I was watching Force Awakens for literally the ninth time, the last time I watched it, uh, in, in, in the cinema, uh, there's, like, uh, there's an autistic kid in, in watching it with us. And, um, like, he was just front center row. And every time he saw Chewbacca, he would freak out. And it was just beautiful to see because, you know, this guy... You're seeing the magic of Star Wars in a seven-year-old child. It's it's magic, and and this, so like we walked up to the mom and we were just like, "This your your kid's beautiful. This this kid's awesome. Like you know, awesome." And she's just like, "Yeah, you know, I took I took him here because this is like weeks after the movie came out because I know he gets loud when he gets excited, and Chewbacca Aww. is Chewbacca's his favorite character because Chewbacca can't speak like he can." You like he can't. Oh so he relates gosh. to him, and like that. I didn't know it was gonna be a tearjerker. Yeah, fuck me. Right in the chest. So like, <laughs> man, that sucks. Yeah. Holy shit. So, yeah, man. Uh, we're, we're gonna Star make. Wars, uh, 
Everyone, Star Wars everyone, is magic. Everyone yeah. fasten your seatbelts from making a large U-turn, turning okay. the ship around because yeah. I have to divert from that in some way. That's even uh, like sadder than the correction death for you, you Jordan. Holy uh, Rocket League it was developed on Unreal Engine three. Oh. Okay. Oh. So they're yeah. like, that's a real good deal for them because now they're making you know, just all the money off of that game basically. And there's there'll probably be them. some type of like revision. In the future, where it's like all on Unreal Four or something, you know, nuts. Yeah. Oh man, like a. Are we gonna do? Cool, like, are we gonna be getting Unreal Five for the next generation? Because I, I remember, like, we were already knowing about, and they were already talking about using. That's true. Uh, Unreal Four when this generation was coming yeah. about. Yeah. So I'm looking up something real quick. So Unreal Engine Four was le- was released in 2014. I'm just seeing the difference between okay. that and. Unreal Engine 3 was released in 2006, so eight years. So maybe wow. as we're into next gen, but not to begin the next generation. Mm-hmm. So probably like 2022, likely, somewhere around there. If their cadence yeah. is similar with their engines, because it seems they come out every... Yeah, yeah so uh, Unreal Engine 2 was 1998, so it's about every eight years that we see okay. a new engine. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's close out the show. In terms of what we're going to be playing, for me, going to be finishing Sekiro. Uh, going to head to that secret boss in Katana Zero and finish that off. Um, I don't think there's any... I'm not buying a new game until I might get Rage 2. still not sure. Um, oh, yeah. Because of the uh, Notre Dame Cathedral burning, I actually downloaded Assassin's Creed Unity, which is like the one mainline <laughs> Assassin's Creed game I never played. So I might hop <laughs> into that, actually. Dude, that's talking of days gone. It's like that's a game that's that's it still has a lot of technical issues, unfortunately, because they just built a broken game in some ways. But um, it's good to be able to play that game now in a mostly like straight uh, way that's that's not all jagged um, and be able to enjoy. Because I think it's a it's one actually one of the better Assassin's Creed games outside of its technical issues. Oh, actually, that reminds me. What remains of Edith Finch and Wargroove came to Game Pass, so I actually might hop into oh. those. Oh, that um, <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much. It I was for... gonna. Were you gonna say Dom? <laughs> well, I'll go next because what remains of Edith Finch is uh, on PS Plus now, so I actually will probably play that after <laughs> second round. <laughs> nice, very nice. Anything else, Dom? I was already done, so. No, just I'm gonna finish second row, uh, get all those endings, get all those good trophies. Yeah. Those good trophies. Dream is DLC announcement at E3, man. That'd be dope. And the reason I say that, I know From doesn't normally do that, but this is an Activision published game. And Activision does that. Oh, they always have DLC. No, they don't announce it at E3 is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. But Activision tends to as a publisher. So. But you know that you're getting story expansion and shit like that. 100%. Right? I'm, I'm assuming, saying yeah. with Activision yeah. publishing it, I hope we see it at E3. Right. Yeah. That'd be cool. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, what are you going to be doing with this mystery game? <laughs> Yeah, I'll be uh, tantalizing, I guess, a little bit more with the 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 mystery games. Good you gotta drop one more hint. No, we can wait uh, for next week if he wants to. Yeah, I will. But uh, um, the game is part of the game. It's like uh, Death Stranding, like Kojima says. It's like the game is the game. Like we're already in the game, talking about the game. What is the game? Peter Molyneux. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, some of that, and, um, let me think, let me think here. Um, when does John Wick 3 come out? That's a while from now, right? 
Parabellum. I like that title, that subtitle. Um, I saw a, a trailer for it on a TV in a restaurant today, so uh, probably not too long now. Mm, um, I think. Well, of course we got we got the Game of Thrones follow up to the Battle of Winterfell. The uh, aftermath coming up this weekend. Mm. The aftermath, exactly. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if I'll pick up any other games. I feel like there was something I was about to say right before I started talking, and now I can't fucking remember it, so... Um, there is that. But, uh, Yeah. Shout out to... Let me give a random shout out. Oh. I know what I was gonna say. Okay. I was gonna say, in my outro, Jared, it's lovely to have you on the show. I, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Show. I'm glad you had, a, you had a turn, your face now. You had a heel turn <laughs> midway through the show. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> It was dark there for a minute, you know, but um, made it through the wilderness. So, and then just let me think here. A quick shout out um, to uh, Naruto Shippuden, man. I love it. We're fans of Easy Allies here. We're we're an Easy Allies family, and um, I love it. We're just watching Easy Allies content, and I just hear bonds. Just Michael Heaver saying the word bonds, talking about Naruto. Like, he's not saying anything about Naruto other than the word bonds. Like, someone will be like, yeah, I really like this part in Star Wars Episode Eight where they were, like, bonding together and it was, like, really a family deal. And it was like, bonds. And he's referencing Naruto, but, like, you wouldn't know that if you didn't know him well enough. So, um, Naruto Shippuden, uh, I'm about 200 episodes into this show oh uh, which has which is a sequel series to a show with about 200 episodes <clears throat> and I've been watching the movies and OVAs as I go so um, but dude it if you're gonna be a long ass series like this they do it right because sure there's lots of filler and, and anime filler is a whole other conversation I'm personally not as hateful of it as much as the community is I'm uh, just glad to have more of stuff that I like, but uh, besides that, the the main episodes, I guess, the main storyline, um, you know, it's about a ninja village or a village, I should say, and it's about the ninja in that village. Um, so, and then the surrounding villages, and um, yeah, it is about bonds, and it's kind of like how people say the Fast and the Furious is about family. It is. You learn so much about these characters, and you get so deep with them that you get real deep with them. Um, oh, that there will be parts like when I was watching recently, there will be parts where they're saying lines that are just yeah. not throwaway lines, but they're just talking to each other. Yeah. But because of the because of how well I know this character and all that he or she has been through and his backstory and what happened with his family and how they all died or what the fuck ever. You know that these words that they just said to this person are way, way more impactful to you, and it can hit you like a ton of bricks because it's just them talking, mm -hmm. but it's almost like a real person in that if you get to know someone really well, you can start understanding like the words that they say, the way that they act, the, the person that they are and present themselves as has a lot to do with the background that I know of them. And so Jordan, you, I like uh, how you almost forgot. You're like, I have one more thing. You're like, I always forgot. And then you like, like, like Naruto. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, this right now, uh, yeah. the Naruto shout out is just me saying like, oh, I didn't really talk about much. So yeah. let me give something a random shout out. I like and it. I've been no, watching I, I dig it. Yeah. yeah. 
So, it's yeah. That's obviously some some uh, deep cut level shit. But uh, it's all that to say, like they for a, a franchise that has over like seven hundred episodes at this point, mm-hmm. they do something with that. It's not for nothing, and I really appreciate. I love the bonds, you know, the bonds, the bonds. Um, Joseph, more days gone, I yes. assume. Probably some more days gone. Probably study ish for a Spanish test that I will fail. Um, mm-hmm. Shout we'll out to my ancestors, of whom I'm disappointing. And, Same here, uh, <laughs> right there with yeah. you, buddy. <laughs> like, you're Puerto Rican and Spanish. Like your your parents speak Spanish fluently. What's wrong with me? I don't know. Uh, and let's see, let's see. Is there okay? I was like thinking of it. You're probably more Steam World. There's nothing wrong with you, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Take that, mom. It's it's them. You suck, yeah. mom. You suck. Um, <laughs> and yeah, probably some Steam World quest in between. But seriously, like once this Whoa. semester's over. Shout out to Tuesday when that happens. Joseph is just gonna fucking relax. And finally rest. Shout out to Tuesdays! Shout out Shout to, out Tuesday. to Tuesdays, man. Taco Ooh. Tuesdays. Um, yeah, before we close out, uh, you wanna do your own plug? Oh, me? Okay, well, sweetly. Alright, well, guys, watch this. Let me get this down. Uh oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, so you can find me at Mr. Badbit on Twitter or at PS Trophy Room if you want to follow the Trophy Room. You can find my content over at Bad Big Games where we talk about all things PlayStation and games. You can find the Trophy Room on YouTube as well on Bad Big Games, on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podbean, wherever wherever there's an RSS feed service, you can find that podcast there. Rate us five stars. So, you wanted to see an example of me not being a Sony fanboy? They fucked up. When they didn't take the name Trophy Room and make it a PSVR thing where you can go in and look at your trophies. Well, trust me, once once the dumb idiots do that, I'm going to assume for every nickel <laughs> they got. Yes, um, that's been it for episode 144 of the Controlled Interest Gamecast. Thank you, Joseph, for joining us. I uh, hope to oh, have you back. You um, yeah, if you can, please follow us on iTunes, leave us a review, five stars, just like Joseph said a bit before. It helps with the algorithm, helps us move up the charts. Uh, a lot of people making podcasts these days it's hard to stand out so every review helps if you can please go over to twitter uh, controlled interests abbreviated it's at ctrlint we tweet out all of the videos and all of our content I make some dumb funny tweets about the sonic trailer as well you can follow me at jared underscore you can follow dom at dom's oreos and you can follow jordan at mellow modus anything else I think that's pretty much it e3 is approaching contacting people to come guest on as we do every year Hopefully Bonds. it turns out well. No Sony. The thing that bothers me real quick, I'm going a little, get on my <laughs> yeah. soapbox. Just Do real it. quick. Yep. The thing that bothers me real quick, yeah. I understand Sony not being at E3 sucks. I get it. I think they have amazing games. Uh-huh. But when people say Sony's not going to be there, E3 is worthless. It's like, come on now. Come on. It might just be. It might Dude, just be. Who knows? I'm telling you. It's a weird spot to be in. Microsoft has been killing it and knocking it out of the park for the last several years so hard. Yeah. And I just think they're about to walk on stage and just melt our faces because it's their game now. I mean, yeah, Nintendo's there, but like this is Microsoft's deal now. They it's like they're the uh bell of the ball at the biggest ball for video games. Yeah. So they are poised and uh, in a really good position to just fucking uh, 
rock and roll. Really quick, a peek behind the curtain. So I'm currently getting the notes together for the E3 prediction shows we do. So I'm re-watching mm. the conferences, and I recently re-watched the Microsoft one from last year. That thing Ooh. is so crazily paced. They showed off 50 games. It was like banger after banger, pop, 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 pop. Mm. They had a couple oh. of dull moments, but they introduced them between like very hype uh, the Devil May Cry 5 reveal, the Sekiro reveal. Like, it was game after game after game. It was really well-paced. Yeah. That's a very interesting thing is the yeah, last couple of years, PlayStation's conferences hasn't, haven't been, like, good. The games are fantastic, but the conferences haven't been much. And oh my God. the last two Xbox last conferences years. have been really well-paced. I hope they keep that up. They're, like, the big dog this year. So I really hope they just come with what they came with the last couple of years. Um, and we're going to see Cyberpunk on their stage, which is dope. I mean, Call of Duty, I don't know if that's going to show up because they're normal with Sony, and Sony's not at E3, but we'll see what happens there. You know, Jared, PlayStation, Sony's not at E3 at this year. It's probably going to suck, but maybe it'll be cool if Microsoft just, like, builds this random church and brings everybody in Jesus there Christ. so that they feel really authentic <laughs> and it's just, like, the game, and then, like... Ten minutes in, they'll do this, like, random pre-show in the middle of it and move everybody over to an actual fucking arena, and then that'll be actually cool. So, Microsoft, try to actually be cool this year. Like, place. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have a guy who's probably the expert at that instrument come in and not only play it to show these experts. Oh, my God, We're going to have him dress up in traditional... Uh, attire to make it seem like it's partially Jesus, racist, but it's not really. He's just great at the instrument. Yeah. Oh, my that was the weirdest God. decision. That guy was fantastic. So and they're like, here, wear this tr- traditional garb so you look like you're like, it, very weird. It was very. And weird. you know what? Maybe we should check our privileges. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh Anyways, I I really hope that we do get a state of play before E3. I don't know if it's gonna happen. Who knows? Uh, but we'll see. There's that weird rumor with Last of Us Part 2 coming out this year, and there's a state of play in a couple of weeks. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Yeah. Anyways, that was episode 144. Hopefully we have Joseph back. Thank you for joining us. We will catch you guys next week. Bye.